Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Scott Podcast, and I'm joined by John James Hutchinson yet again. And on today's show, we will be doing a roundup of the Premiership fixtures from the weekend, and at the end of the show, we will be previewing this weekend's upcoming Premiership fixtures. So, we're going to kick off the podcast by talking about the Highland Derby at the weekend there. Ross County won 4-0. John James, will you make it a game? Yet another poor performance from Inverness. Gets worse and worse. It's an absolute disaster. It's an absolute disaster for Inverness. I mean, to lose to lose a game for now, never mind to lose to your your nearest rivals like that. It was a really poor performance. It just summed up Inverness's season. I think, I think it was Inverness were very much in the game, right, right up until uh, Essen's horror show oh. for that first goal. Oh, and, even, and even at that, they were still in the game. And then it was just silly. Def- Kamikaze defending again. Oh, it was it was deplorable. Uh, it really was. And it was a Liam Boyce show. It was Liam Boyce ran Inverness ragged. He was terrific. And Liam I, Boyce is a player. I, I think he actually take it Ibrox next not, season. Did he not put himself top of the goal scorers? I think he's on. I think twenty. Oh no, 21. He's, he's one. No, I don't know if he's one off Sinclair or. I'm not too sure, but he's he's been terrific for Inverness all season. No, Inverness, sorry, Ross County all season. And Liam Boyce, in my opinion, is a player that I would love to see at Rangers like, next season. I'd like to see Liam Boyce in any of the teams in the top three. I would be very surprised if he's at Ross County next season. I would be. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see what he could do in a club that have... I'm not saying of Ross County, they don't have decent wing players in Gardine and Schalk, but the wing players at the other clubs are much better than them too. But even throughout the game, Inverness never looked like posing a serious threat, did they? I, I, mean, I think that's a bit harsh on Inverness. I think Inverness were in the It was game. when the first goal went, they conceded the first goal, they just did not look like they were going to get back they, in the they, game. But they, they were still competitive, they just didn't have that edge. Like, they, they have Billy McKay, they have Billy McKay, and they just don't, well, he, he didn't start the game, and he just doesn't seem the same player that they had. And like, see the kind of players Inverness have. They've got decent players, so they have. And I don't think they should be in the position they're in this season. They have was they 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 do have Meekings. They do have Tanzi. Tanzi. He'll be away though. Yeah. Colworth. Mm-hmm. They do have. Billy McKay. They, they started. Uh, Mulroney as well. They started McNaughton. Mm-hmm. McNaughton's an experienced defender. Mm-hmm. Even Ravens have solid right back as I'd well. Even, I'd even go as far as say Ryan Essens, a very seasoned keeper as well. And mm-hmm. even he's making silly mistakes. It, it, I, I just don't. I don't know what's going on with Vanessa. I don't know that. Like, just like, me and you have different opinions when it comes to Richie Foran. Um, Richie Foran should never have been given the job. It was way too soon. I mean, he, he's the right man for Inverness. I mean, he could have been the right man for Inverness, but... He should not be the, he should not be the manager in charge next season. And, and realistically, it, they shouldn't have been in this position anyway. Even with Foran in charge, they should have had enough players that they should have been ahead of the... I, I would go as far as Inverness, I've, I've got a better squad than Hamilton, they've got a better squad than, do be controversial say, do they have a better squad than Ross County? Um, I think Ross County have Boyce, obviously, but other than that... Inverness, I wouldn't say so, I wouldn't say I, I so. Think no. I'd say in certain areas, Inverness are far stronger than Ross County. I mean, Inverness don't have a, a, a Boyce, but then Ross County don't have Tansy, Polworth, even Draper to an extent, and they still find themselves in that position. And... <laughs> Outside them and this board, I feel as though they need to take a, a good, long, hard look at themselves. Because uh, see Richie Foran, uh, the guy should have been binned earlier on in the season, and see because Inverness board didn't act quick enough, 
they're in this position they're in now and they'll be in the championship next season and see if Dundee United are still down there Dundee United are still down there and just say Falkirk are still there um, St Mirren they'll be wanting to challenge next season it's going to be quite difficult for them to come straight back up in my opinion And but overall it was a good display from Ross County I was impressed tidy football Liam Boyce Ross County have just been doing that for a couple of seasons now. Liam Boyce um, where do you think he'll end up next season? I don't think he'll go down south he'll, I think he'll be at another Premiership I, club I, I think he will end up at I don't think he won't go to Celtic Celtic's not Celtic aren't interested in Boyce but I think clubs like Aberdeen Rangers, Rangers Hibs Hearts Hibs yeah. they'll be very good moves for him I think Aberdeen and Rangers will be the two hot favourites to get I, I would say it's between Aberdeen uh, if Aberdeen and Rangers are interested then I mean that's it's either them two or England I mean or so do you think some of Vanessa's better players will leave in the summer players such as Vargas um, Fisher etc do you think they'll be gone uh, I think Fisher I think Fisher could be better like, he's shown in flashes that he can do it this season How a season for him in the championship could easily result in 15 plus goals and that's for example another Inverness player that played with them in the championship when Adam Rooney played for Inverness he stayed with them in the championship scored a barrel load of goals came up earned his move to England fair enough it didn't work out but now he's banging the goals yeah. in the Premiership I think it would be beneficial for a few to stay, but I think players like Polworth, players like Pol- Polworth, Draper, Meekins, I don't, I don't see them staying. No, they, they they're, they're players that could easily stay in the Premier League, and I don't think they deserve to play. So I think the likely scenario next for Inverness is for Richie Fawn to get sacked or resign. I don't think he's going to get sacked. I'll be, so, I'll be gobsmacked if he's I, at Inverness next season. I can honestly I see will be him, stunned. I can honestly see him getting another crack at it in the Championship. I don't think that would be the right move for him this at all. But just say he goes, um, who do you think will Paul replace him? Paul Hartley? Paul, Paul Hartley. Paul Hartley's I, think that's a, I think that's a very fair show. Recently sacked manager. He brought Dundee up and he done, let's be honest, I thought he'd done a decent job at Dundee. Paul, Paul and it just ended Paul Hartley badly. Lost, lost two of his key strikers in, in the summer. And I think Dundee were always going to find it hard to replace those two strikers. Even though, fun fact, banner for Dundee fans... Marcus Haber's now their new top goal scorer this season. He's taken over Greg Stewart. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think Paul Hartley's got to be in with a shout. I think there's a few other. Uh, I think there's a, like Inverness are still a, an attractive. I suppose they are an attractive club. They're still bigger than most. Would it all depends on what happens with Morton this season? But their their manager uh, Jim Duffy would he fancy a crack at Inverness? That's a good question. It all depends on like, if Morton don't go up. Does he just chuck it at Morton and then if an Inverness? I don't think he would. I don't think he should do that. No, I, I don't think he should. But if Inverness came calling, would they take it? Is it there's a if lot I'm of, being honest, I don't think he would. There's a lot of teams. I don't think he would take it. There's a lot of te- there's a lot of teams with managers like that. Like uh, oh, there's there's something I've got him as well. Uh, I think it's Derek Young has confirmed that he will not be staying at Albion Rovers next season. He's a young manager. Would he fancy a crack at Inverness? There's a risk going from a young manager to an, another young manager, even though he's done it. He's done it well at Albion Rovers, on a limited budget. It'd be a bigger budget Inverness, but still limited. Don't, don't know. I don't, you see Jim Duffy. I think Jim Duffy can get a better um, job than Inverness I thought, in the I Championship. Thought, I think he if he just job. waits a wee while, he can get a job in the Premiership. He really can. I thought he was in. It's more than capable. I thought he was going to get the Motherwell Kelly job. 
I thought he was going to get the Dundee job. He was uh, the odds-on favourite, then McCann came out of nowhere. But we'll get into the, that later on in the show. But overall, it was a real dire display from Inverness. Um, the first goal just summed up their season. That performance just summed up how bad their season was. And before we move on, what did you make of Richie Foran's uh, post-match comments uh, after the game? He's a big nasty. He should have seen nasty players. So uh, from that uh, post-match interview, I don't think the Inverness players and Richie Foran are in the, the better terms right now. I think he's trying. I think he still thinks that he's a player, and I think he's saying stuff that he should be saying in the dressing. He room. He needs to get out of that player mentality. Think, yeah, think, that's I a think, great point. I think if he was in the dressing room, that's what he'd be saying as a player. But as a manager, should he be coming out in the media and saying that? I think fair enough behind closed doors, question them, try and get them. No, morale was already at rock bottom why come out and just say that it comes to the question of do you still play nice with them because realistically they do need to win the next the rest of their games they don't win the, re- the next four games they're down in my opinion see at this stage in the season right and considering how bad Inverness have been playing I think this is a time where he needs to put an arm around them and he needs to try and motivate them instead of coming out publicly well, and slating them in the next they've got they've got 12 points to play for they're seven points off of Motherwell. So realistically, they're going to have to win at least three of those games to even have a shot. And are they capable? I don't think so. See, saying that though, again... They're down, they're down for me. I think they're Ross, down for pretty Ross much everyone. Ross County are one of the better sides. In the, I think Ross County and Kilmarnock are the better sides in that bo- bottom, bottom half. Could they beat Motherwell? Could they beat Hamilton? And obviously we'll get into Dundee, but I don't think can that, they beat Dundee? I don't think Everness are capable of even beating those teams. I don't. They got unlucky about Motherwell, right? They need, but they need see, for, see for the next uh, remaining games of the season, I don't think they're going to pick up three points from any of them. I think, I mean, with it, Ross County winning this, County are safe. I think safe. County are safe. They're, they've hit the, the points total with 36 now, and I don't think that's a, I mean, that's a safe number for them to be at. And I don't see them not picking up points the rest of their games. So, we're moving on to the events at Ibrox. What's your, what's your views on this? <sighs> <laughs> Met by a wall of silence. Where do I start? I'm um, going to keep this very, very brief. Um, that was the worst Rangers game I have ever <laughs> attended. Um, it was just... Embarrassing is an understatement, uh, is a total understatement. Um, we were just horrible in every area. These players are just cowardly. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ah, uh, shit, I don't really want to swear again, but yes, they're just cowards. Absolute cowards. I'm being nice saying that without using any swear words. Um, I hope the majority of them are gone in the summer. Um, in my opinion, I think a lot of Rangers fans will disagree with me with this one, but I don't think we should get rid of James T- uh, Tavernier and Wycon because I still feel as though they still have something to offer the team. Um, Windass is horrible, right? And people are like, how come Windass is not, how come he's not uh, delivering for us? How come he's not playing well? Lads, we signed him from Acton Stanley, right? He's not Rangers class, he's Crap, he's terrible, and uh, Andy Halliday, everyone knows my thoughts on him, crap, um, Joe Gardner has been an absolute flop, he came on the second half but still, um, but going on, talking about the game, um, 
at the start of the game, I was thinking, oh, well, as you do in every old firm game this season, you're like, here we go, man, believe, right, here we go, we might get a result. Then Beerman slides in to Roberts when it's he did so, not... So silly. He did not need to slide in. He didn't need to slide in was, whatsoever. What I got, well, the impression I got from him is that when, when watching the game, the commentator seemed to, it was in the second half, the commentator said, he said that it doesn't look like Beerman's recovered from... What Robert's done to him in this It was very inexperienced. Final. It was a very inexperienced I, thing to see, do. It was. I, I hate using the word inexperienced. I think it. I think it's such. A, a, I think it's such a stupid term because I. I, I get that he's an inex, inexperienced in the first team, but he's still a footballer that has played football for how many years? Yeah, years and years. That? I can understand that. Point. And it's, it's not as if it's a, a, a decision that you're like. Oh no, but should I, shouldn't I? No, you should not slide like that in the box. It's not a case of being experienced. Yeah, I it's think, a case of just decision making. Yeah, it was a real stupid decision from the young lad. But I think, Celtic because are, of the occasion, right, setting old firm game, I, know, I think it just, the atmosphere, Celtic it all got to him and he just panicked. Celtic are clearly, it was really stupid though. Celtic are clearly the superior team in terms of players, ability. Don't give them any more of an advantage than they already have. They already have uh, they have everything over Scottish football. They're financially superior. The players are superior. Don't make stupid mistakes like that and give them a goal. That's it's silly, and it's the same could be said about Hyman. Hyman loses. Oh, Hyman! Hyman loses the ball in the middle <laughs> he, of the park. Uh, see Hyman at the weekend. He got absolutely bullied. Our whole midfield got bullied, but him especially. He got ragdolled if, off that Celtic if midfield. I believe what I seen was right. They hit him he up lost, and spat him out. He, he was lost shocking. The ball and then. He sat with his hands up, expecting, expecting some sort of I know. call from the ref. The the Celtic player won the ball cleanly, went forward, and Hyman didn't even make an attempt to run. Even he wouldn't have caught him. He, he wouldn't have caught him. He would have probably still scored. But at least look like you're making it back because he'd left. I I'm, I've been critical of the Rangers defence. I think the Rangers defence is a shambles. I would even go as far as say that that defence wouldn't look out of place in the bottom six. But. That the, you put the defence in an awkward scenario where they can't push too far out on Griffiths or he'll just cut it back and he'll slot it in for someone else. It's a good finish. I think the key, I said at the time I thought well Fordown could have done better. I mean he got bo- both two hands to that shot. But it's Hingman, Hingman's fault. He he lost the ball. Yeah. Same similar to Beerman, two young players. I'm not gonna say inexperienced in terms of they should not have made those mistakes. See if Hyman thinks he's got a chance getting into the Birmingham for eh, no Birmingham, sorry, Bournemouth. the Bournemouth, sorry, the Bournemouth first team next season. He's not got a chance in hell. No way, no way is he getting into that first team. He'll be loaned out to some team in League One and put us where I don't want to see the boy back at Ibrox next season. And talking about defence, Danny Wilson. I know I was praising him uh, a few weeks ago on the podcast when he had a good performance against Aberdeen, but my God, see. He's had much more bad performances than good. He's been a flop of a signing. He's been really poor since signing for Rangers. I was expecting so much when we signed him. Because this guy was a skipper at hearts, right? And the guy was nowhere to be seen on Saturday. He was cowardly. He was so cowardly. He like See when uh, Kenny Miller got with the elbow, right? Mm. When Scott Brown elbowed him. It was a blatant red card, right? Danny Wilson clearly seen that right he didn't even call for the ref saying oh do you not see that just stood there watched it and he didn't even try to get Scott Brown back or get to stick his foot in Danny Wilson bricked it to go in for any tackles um, see when it was a, when it was a 50-50 he went no oh, I'm pulling out of that he pulled out of near enough every 50-50 on Saturday and Danny Wilson see if we bin him in the summer I would not be against I that mean, because he's been a shambles I think 
as well as uh, to beat Celtic, right? And no one's done it this season. No, no one's done it. Uh, so I, I, I suppose. Who's better? Aberdeen <laughs> better in the final. It's it's that's the, it's the topic. Another day, but that's, continue. That's but I think to beat Celtic, obviously it's not been done. From what I've been seeing, the only way to beat Celtic is you've got to, you've got you've got to show a bit of fight. The team that came closest. That's it. That's the, the bare minimum. The team, just show the fight. Team, the team that came closest to doing it, I think, uh, was Mullow. I think it was the game. Mullow, yeah, they were winning the game. Soon out, and they the took game. the lead. I think they were winning like what was the score? Again? It was like was it not four three. Uh, uh, the Celtic. It was three two Celtic. Uh, no, sorry, it was three two Mullow at uh, one point. They. Fair enough, I, I, they they lost the game, but they showed that Mullow lacked a bit of quality. That's what they they showed the fight. See if Mullow had the quality that Hearts, Rangers, Aberdeen, even St Johnston had, those teams could have probably held on and won that game. But Mullow obviously lacked the the quality to do that. But Mullow were three two up on Celtic going into the last ten minutes, five minutes. Fair enough, they lost it. They Celtic. They lost the like, That's what that's what teams like Celtic do. They. They score in the last minute. They win the game. They 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 pull through, but that's you need. Mullow set the benchmark of how you need to play against Celtic, and I don't think Rangers even slightly hit that. I don't even think Rangers turned up to. They didn't even show not not even one wee bit of fight. Nothing. Celtic right holders right. And see that early on in the game, when that challenge on Miller right, mm. it was a good challenge. But that made a statement early on with the Celtic players saying, right, we're not here to you mess know, about. Even though we won the league, we're here to actual right all you and win this you game. You know it's a, it's a big tackle. You know it's a big game when the crowd cheer as if you've scored a goal when someone makes a challenge like that. It gets the fans going, it gets the players that going. Was, see that challenge? That was the type of challenge I wanted to see from our players. And see when we were getting beat 3 0 and 4 0 at one point in the game. We were just saying, come on, right? At least just stick the foot in, and come on, right? like just that's it. That's all I'm expecting. Stick a foot in, get right in about them, and just get right in their faces, right? And even if you get a red card, whatever, just show fight. Didn't even do that, and see for the last goal. <laughs> and that's just, that's a right back. That that was their right back that did that. Oh my god, that was. I think the last goal was just the worst of the worst. Just it just shows you how bad. It showed, Our team is, uh, and just shows you it shows how you the, weak it shows you these the players are. Show, as well as Rangers being poor, I think that shows the difference in quality that Rangers and Celtic have, and Celtic and the whole league, more precisely. That's their right back that done who basically done our whole team. Took it round, the, took it round the centre back. The centre back should never have came out that far because he left the defence in a very bad situation after that. But that's their right back that's then curled a shot. From the edge of the box and at the bottom corner, and that's what teams in Scotland are up against. They're up against a right back that can do that. Never mind the strikers, the wingers, the midfielders. Like the only player I would resent from criticism, as you know, would be Kenny Miller because he looked like the only player in that part that cared. He looked like the only player that was showing fight. It looked embarrassing on the part of Miller when Rangers played that goal music after he scored. Oh, they should have done. It that. looked like that. It they looked should like, not have done that. It looked like Miller even was kind of like. Just get the ball, put it back in the middle, start the game again. I don't think he... He didn't look too happy with that either, as well as the fans not being... Why would he be? As well as the fans who have already seen enough. of Some of the fans have streamed out already. You're literally playing in front of... I can't. I don't know what the name of that stand is that uh, he scored into. Uh, but... Copeland, I think it is. In, in, in Maybe, the, I, I, honestly, I'm, my head's all over the place right uh, now. <laughs> you even seen it there. The fans barely celebrated. Do you think they wanted to hear that goal music? That it was. Oh, I know. Nobody wanted to. Celtic fans were probably sitting thinking, 
What's going on here? Why, why are your Rangers playing? Well, but I think when see when uh, the goal went in, Celtic fans were cheering. When Kenny Mills scored, fans yeah. didn't stop. Celtic fans, Celtic fans were singing a song, and they didn't stop singing the song when the ball hit the net because what was the point? It was all, they, they were never going to lose from that position. But I feel I really do feel sorry for Kenny Miller because he was the only player that ke- looked like he cared. The only player that was trying, and he he's look what he's got around him. He's got utter dross around him, and well, in the summer. It's going to be massive, um, and it's scary how big the golf is at the moment. Celtic are bigger than us, fitter than us, stronger than us, in every area. So in the summer, it's massive. King, he needs to invest. I know we say it all the time it's getting redundant now, but it has to be said. Dave King needs to invest if we want to compete with Celtic. He needs to get his finger out and invest. And at the weekend there, right after the game, one of our directors, John Gilligan had a wee run-in with uh, some of the supporters in the director's box and I think John Gilligan was saying right they're absolutely right to be mourning because we are this is unacceptable so the summer's going to be massive and um, Cassinia right now um, I thought he got his tactics wrong on Saturday yet again but it's not his team and I'm willing to give Cassinia the benefit of the doubt the only and, thing, the only thing I would but he needs to start this, the, the season strong and his recruitment needs to be good it has to be really, the, really key. The only thing I see about Kahina that could be a problem is how many more games does Rangers have to play when they make a change or two changes at half-time? So you put a team on the park that you know can play that first half unless you're forced into a change at half-time because it, like, how many right, weeks... See if you make, at first I liked it, but see if you're going to make changes. Well, don't make... Well, don't, see, only make a change, right? See for the rest of the season, only make a change if a player's having that absolute mayor or... If a player's injured, right? But see, just give them, give it about till the fiftieth minute, fifty fifth minute. If they, they haven't improved, hold them off. It's coming. That's across, what you should it's do. It's coming across as quite tactically inept now, because how many times are you going to play? You're you can't just name a team, and then change that team again at half time and change formation. It doesn't work. It, you can't tell a team one thing in, in the first half and then have to bring them back in, because before the game kicks off, you've got what about a full 45 minutes near enough to talk to them you've got 15 minutes in the second half to change it all round and I don't think it works it clearly doesn't work it didn't work and see the recruitment in the summer um, even though it wasn't senior done it obviously it was Warburton our recruitment in the summer has been horrible we brought in 11 players not one player has delivered not one and I'm hoping the, the, the fear I've got is everyone always says oh you need to get rid of all these players right but the fear I've got is when we go up to them, like guys like Joe Gardner, etc. Right, we go up and say, right, here we go, we're going to get ready. But like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm earning good money. Cause see players like Josh Windass, when he leaves Rangers, where's he going to go? Where's he get, like he's earning a decent amount of money. He's going to go back down south, right, and he'll be earning two, three k a week. Ah, he'll be right now. He's earning maybe six, seven grand a week. He won't be earning that if he goes back down to England. So. That's the thing, the majority of these players are absolutely crap at Rangers right now. Um, they might not want to leave because they're earning good money. So, I think it's imperative that Cassinia signs well and starts the season off well. Because if he doesn't, um, if Cassinia doesn't start the season off well and his signings aren't good, he won't last at Ibrox very, very long. He won't. So, moving on. Uh, Motherwell, Dundee. Uh, a big result for Dundee at the weekend. They beat Motherwell 3-2 at Fur Park. Neil McCann's first game in charge. And what a start. John James, what did you make of it? 
I think it was a needed, a much needed win. They got a big crowd. Dundee got a big crowd coming down, and I think the fans, what the fans were willing to give McCann a chance. I think coming down, travelling down to Mullow, they they came down hoping for a well hoping rather than expecting a win, and. Their team, their team played well. I thought Dundee were very well organised. Um, Motherwell str- uh, really struggled to break Dundee's structure down. and They definitely got lucky with opening goal. But oh, in my opinion, I thought Dundee's three goals were all scrappy. But then again, though, <laughs> no, they got the three points, they're so in, who cares? They're in the bottom six for a reason. Any goal counts. And uh, exactly. Samson made the mistake. The Dundee player's not going to be like, oh, uh, on, pick, the, pick the ball up, I'll give you another shot of that. You're bidding that. He put it in. They went in, they went in, went in at half-time, 1-0 up. And I don't think they didn't deserve it. I, mean, I thought Motherwell were, were quite poor, obviously. I mean, um, but Motherwell, then again, they should have had a go. But what do you make of that? I have no sympathy for Same. Motherwell at all. I they've had a lot of problems with that this season. I think they, they've they had numerous decisions this season go... That have went their way and then obviously I, went against them. I yeah. think they... Uh, fair enough, we were, we've, slated, we've slated Inverness. But they arguably... <laughs> Robbed Inverness of fair enough that at the time it only put it only put my little three two up, but that was a goal that changed that game against Inverness. Inverness were not just not stuffing out of them after that, and now Dundee get it done and get get it against Mullow and all the Mullow fans are up in arms saying they were cheated. It's like previous week you've done that to Inverness. He's not saying anything about it then. Exactly, but so Mullowell that was a. It's a big loss for them. It wasn't that they had to at least they could they yeah exactly. Mullerwell that was massive for them. If and obviously they lost it. Do you think they'll finish in the playoffs? I'm still sticking with Inverness and Hamilton being bottom. I think Hamilton. I think I was I was willing to say it would still be it would be Dundee or Hamilton for the eleven spot. But after seeing the way Neil McCann has done performed against Mullerwell, who Mullerwell will probably have. One of the tougher sides in the bottom six. Was that seven games without a win for Dundee? That was Dundee's first win since their last win at Fort Park. Oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, Dundee getting the three points there. That puts in three points behind County. Dundee are now sitting ninth. Ninth. Dundee. I think you might be right. Uh, so they're now sitting ninth, and realistically, I, I said County were safe for hitting 36 points. Dundee can get a win in the next game, I think they're safe as well. But and just uh, going back to that goal at Motherwell, it should have been a goal and obviously it wasn't. Goal in technology. It's, it's got to be introduced. It needs to get introduced very soon. I don't know why it's not been introduced to Scottish football. I think it's an sooner. absolute cheapskate from the SFA in terms not already introduced. I mean, there's been games in previous seasons that have been pro- problems like this have happened and it's been seemingly more present this season than any other season. Mm-hmm. And the, f- the clubs are calling for it, the fans are calling for it. And it's costing teams money. And the, 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 it is. The, it's costing teams money because obviously they bought right. You say that team scores a goal, and then it's over the line. It's blatantly over the line. Goal's not given. Right, and that could cause a team's like that. Can cost them money. It can cause them relegation. It can cost them anything. Yeah, goal line technology must get introduced. I think it's pivotal. I, I can that see gets introduced. I can see the argument for human error. I mean, the old style fans are like. That you you go to the football and the ref- football has to evolve. The referee's decision is football right. has to evolve. It has to, and times would, have changed, and we need to introduce it. Even because I think they've got it. Come on, we need to. We need it. Even if I, I'd be willing to accept, even if we never got the, they're talking about getting a, they're, they're talking about what's that video video review or something like that where the referee gets to look back on it, like introducing that. I'd be happy with just getting going technology right now. 
get goal line technology and then look yeah, yeah don't rush into it like get goal line technology give it, give first it a year or two of then technology. looking at maybe that video I don't think goal stuff. Line, I don't think goal line technology is a risk I don't think it has been a risk it's in not a risk yeah. it's, it's not, not it's not been causing any troubles in England it's worked every time in England it, it's a joke how the SFA have not got their finger out and went and got was, the goal line technology for given, SPFL clubs I was given a bit, of, a bit of a slag in there for them celebrating against Inverness when, it, when, it, when the ball clearly wasn't in but then they've the same thing happened to them against Dundee and they, that would have been prevented both goals would have been prevented and it would have evened themselves out for Mullow now it has evened itself out for Mullow but because it's evened itself out now Mullow find themselves in a relegation spot or a relegation playoff spot and it is karma if you look at it in, a sense, in that way but if Mullow go down because of a run of poor results that started because of the Dundee the Dundee game their fans are going to be absolutely seething, and right, rightly so. Cause of course. So just say Malawi will go down. Do you think Stuart Robertson will be in charge next season? Yeah, mm, I think he'll be in charge. I don't. I think. I think he. Do you think regardless of what happens, he'll be I, there? I think his his the point he'll have with the board is isn't my team. This this isn't my team. You you've I think uh, you you've I, I I believe he brought in one player. Oh, no, I don't know if that was McGee, that Elliot Freer. I don't know if that's nothing. That might be McGee. I think that was McGee. That, that's the only point. Maybe wrong, but I th- I'm positive well, that if, was if that, is, if that is McGee, then he's not signed any of these players. And I think you've got. I don't think he's even done overly bad for Mullow. I think it's just Mullow being. They don't. If Malt doesn't play well, Mullow don't play well, and I think that's the problem they're having. But Dundee, on the other hand, they've haven't had a top goal scorer until to, uh, until against Mullow when finally Marcus Haber overtook Greg Stewart who's <laughs> been top goal scorer since August <laughs> but, but Dundee great start from your weekend so it was and if he keeps him up of course he'll get the job he'll get, he'll get, oh, of he'll, course he'll yeah. get the job permanently. I'm going to miss him on Sky I do enjoy his analysis I can't say the same <laughs> so Hamilton and Kilmarnock at the weekend there Kilmarnock won 2-0 um, so John James what did he make of the game another fine display from Kilmarnock and Lee McCulloch he's, uh, Com- he's doing well so far win. Comfortable win Very for comfortable. They, had a, they had a few wee scares, but dealt with it. Got the three points. All, all but safe. They, they will not, they will not be in any sort of trouble. I felt so. Hamilton will be disappointed that they didn't at least get a goal because they did create quite a few they, chances. They, create, they created enough chances, and they've just not put any of them in the back of the net. Meanwhile, Kelly, Kelly had. Probably about four chances. And I was very impressed. See, I'm ve- I was very impressed with a set play for the first goal. That was, you could see they worked on that. Yeah, they worked on that at the training ground. I was very impressed with that. And even with the second goal as well, it's Jones got the second one. It was I was impressed by Kamarnock's uh, performance and Lee McCulloch. If he keeps it well, he's, he's kept them. I think he has I kept them. I don't see why he's not already been given the job. For I know near that. I think the Kamarnock board are just waiting just now. Just wait. Like, just to be safe. Yeah, just wait for the confirmation. And I seen Stephen Thompson on. Uh, Sports team is saying that Kamara, oh, they're not safe yet. Come on, Stephen. <laughs> they're, they're safe. They're, Kamara are safe. They're finished seventh and they'll, they'll stay up. And Lee McCulloch, and he'll be given the, the, the job on a full time basis, I'm assuming. I think Kamara will be, it'll be daft a, not to give Lee McCulloch the job. What Lee McCulloch does next season, what he can bring in. If he brings in any talent, could Kelly be another Partick and could be pushing for a top? Obviously, next season we're going to have Hibs, so the top six spot's going to be even harder to get. But if Partick and Kelly now can build upon a, 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 a decent end to the season, a decent season on, on Partick's uh, side, if Kelly can bring in decent players, 
Can they sneak into the top six? There's every chance, but Lee McCullough, if I'm being honest, he has he has surprised me since uh, taking over to Kilmarnock. He's he's done he's done well, and there's a lot of people who, like when he got given the job to the end of the season. A lot of people doubting him, saying, "No, nah, Lee McCullough, nah, he he will will go down this season." But he's silenced those doubters, and he's doing well so far. I think, I think that on the opposite end, though, Hamilton losing that game has put them in a real bit of trouble because yeah. they play Motherwell next week, so we. Lanarkshire Derby. Oh, the Lanarkshire Derby. Motherwell can look at that as a way of... Mother- Maybe the last one for Mother- a long time. <laughs> Motherwell can look to, I think, overtake Hamilton, into, or Hamilton can look to leave Motherwell adrift. But Canning, after the game, I thought he was clutching at straws. I mean, Canning's been banging the drum of, I think we could have took the a point where we're more, more than good enough for the points. But, well, Kelly were better, the better team, I think. Hamilton you know my thoughts on Martin Cannon. I'm not a big fan of Martin Cannon. I think he's very uninspiring when he he speaks, and I don't. Th- I'm quite surprised he's still in charge at Hamilton, and I'm not a big fan of Martin Cannon. Um, but I think Hamilton will be safe. But next season will be tough for Hamilton. I think it will be very. If very Hamilton tough. don't go down this season, my constant tip for relegation is Hamilton, <laughs> and I think if they don't go down this season, Hamilton are down next season. So Aberdeen St Johnson as well. Um, Aberdeen got beat two 0 off St Johnson at Petodre at the weekend. John James, what was your thoughts on that? I'm gonna try and make the game seem a lot more popular and interesting than what it was because it really it was an absolute horror show. It was so boring. The first half was probably the worst forty five minutes of football that have that has been seen at Petodre in a good few months. There was like one chance, I think one chance that Kenny McLean should have buried, but he ultimately missed. I think Aberdeen should have at least got a goal because I thought they created quite a few chances. I'm surprised they didn't get one. If Aberdeen had scored, I mean Aberdeen won the game. I mean Aberdeen would have sought. I out. think I would agree with that. Aberdeen would have would have sought out and they would have done what they've done all season and seen out the one 0 win. But we always struggle against St Johnson. St Johnson and Aberdeen has been a real horrible fixture for Aberdeen in recent years. We got the we got the win at Midlandwood uh, two weeks ago, and we got the win in the League Cup. Other than that, we've got a draw and now a loss at St Johnson, and they're just a horrible team to play against. I, I've I've said Tony Wright's done a fantastic job, but he's got Aberdeen's number. No matter what we do, he's always seemed to got our number. Even when we beat them, we beat them unconvincingly. We beat them with a, a lucky bounce of the ball or a last minute goal in terms of the League <coughs> Cup and the League Cup game. We had so for the first goal, what was Joe Lewis thinking? I, I don't know. See, well, Joe what was, was he thinking? I mean, why not just? What was he thinking? Right, what do you Ryan tell, Jack, What do you tell a keeper in that situation? Though you always, just hit, like uh, hit, just punt uh, it away. No, I, I thought I thought you were talking about the actual the, the actual hit of the free kick. Yeah, I, no, uh, I'm just talking about like I think yeah, the should, direct free kick. I, I think I still stand by what I said earlier to you. That I think that was that was a harsh, but I do think Lewis should have kicked it. I think Lewis. I don't know. I don't think it was harsh. I think it was. I, I thought it was a complete right decision. I don't know what Lewis thought happened though. Like I said to you, the St. Johnson players' foot and Ryan Jack's foot were very close together. I don't know if Lewis has thought that the St. Johnson players nicked it away from Ryan Jack and then he's picked up. Because Lewis isn't a young keeper. Lewis is twenty nine. Lewis is an experienced, an experienced shot shot stopper. So unless he's think he's thought St. John, that St. Johnson players nicked it away from Jack and he's picked up, and then he's and then obviously he's been picked up for it. Aye, because Ryan Jack blatantly passed the ball back, right? And then Joe Lewis 
picked up and I was thinking, why is he doing that? I think it was blatant to us because we get the benefit of seeing Of course we do, but see when you see it, it was the absolute right decision. In, in real time, I think, in the, the angle, obviously... Because see when the, sorry to cut you off, but see when the ball got, pa- uh, when the ball got passed back, uh, Joe Lewis should have went right, hit it with his right foot, then just cleared it. See, That's I'm, what he should have done. I'm, I don't know why he didn't do that. I'm I found biased, that very I'm, bizarre. I'm, I'm biased, obviously, I'm a Hamilton fan. If I was Ryan Jack, I would have wanted him to go down. I would have wanted him to go down and... Because the St. John's player's foot has went in. I'd have went down and wanted to look for the free kick. But unless Joe Lewis has thought that the St. John's player's nicked it, I don't see why he's he's picked up. But he's he's, he's, he's done that. You know, we, could, we, sh- we should have dealt with that, that. The ball was all over the place. I think it was. Jack was in a hurry to try and make up for it. Because he closed down. I think all Ryan Jack has to do there is stand in the wall. And... Joe Lewis again it's went right, seemingly right through the wall and seemingly right through Joe Lewis but what do you tell a keeper in that scenario do you tell your keeper go on the post where does the keeper stand does the keeper stand on the post does he stand off the post facing the ball I, I don't know how you'd line up that but the wall I said it with Hibs with Hibs last week in the semi-final the wall shouldn't have broke Ryan Jack shouldn't have broke the wall and then yeah, that was, I couldn't I when the goal went in I was like oh my god Hayes, that wall was just all Hayes over and, the place McInnes would have been seeming at that Hayes and Logan were kind of standing as if people were trying to pin it on them and it's like well no if Ryan Jack doesn't break then it hits Jack in the chest and then Jack can clear it but because he's broke it it's went right between them two and then the two are just standing there like What's, what's just happened then for the second goal great it was a great counter attack it was but see when you conceded the goal again, the first goal against St Johnson Derek McKinnis just threw everyone forward mm. and then St Johnson just hit you on the counter and then won the game I think it would have been diff- it would have been I think Aberdeen fans would have been unhappy if Aberdeen didn't push for the equaliser at least and we, and we got caught and I'm not too I'm not going to I'm not going to say that we didn't deserve to be caught because St Johnson played some decent football to get up there and it was a decent finish from the youngster but at the same time, we shouldn't have been in that situation. I think. Mean, I mean, but see Aberdeen's form post split. How is it so bad? It's been like this I for think, a long, long time. I think the the general consensus on the 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 split form is we've never had someone behind us that can still catch us mathematically. Hearts last season were never going to catch us. Rangers can still catch us. It's obviously going. It's still going. It's going to take another top six collapse from Aberdeen for Rangers to catch us even though statistically we do we do usually win at least one game in the split but I mean Aberdeen fans are calling for this this year especially because we, we know we've got a Scottish Cup final at the end of it we need to at least pick up three wins from the next four actually three wins is a bit harsh because we're, we've got to go to we're playing, we're playing Celtic we're playing Rangers away and we're playing Partick away but I think two wins two, my, two wins in my opinion right See if Aberdeen go into the Scottish Cup final in poor form. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to work out very well because Aberdeen need to go into the Scottish Cup final in good form, right? So their confidence is high mm-hmm. and they ha- they have that belief that they can actually go on and beat Celtic. I I, see, I, I, I disagree with the, the Scottish Cup final. I think the players are going to know that the Scottish Cup final is a one-off game and you've seen it in many other years. Teams can go into the Scottish Cup final off the back of a bad season and win it. Like Hibs last, Hibs last season... Hibs lost out in promotion to Rangers and then went on and... Um, this is, that's a conversation for another day, right? <laughs> but we should never, never have lost that final. So that's all I'm saying in the matter. But overall, good result for uh, St. Johnson. It's not quite bad stations for Aberdeen. Yet. No, but St. Johnson, uh, we, we always praise Tommy Knight, but what a season they've had. And they're still... I, I said this to you earlier, you shot it down, but they're still enough a shot at catching Rangers. It's only six points. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> St. Johnston... 
even though we are horrible, right? St. Johnson will not catch Rangers, and I'm saying that on the podcast right now. St. Johnson will not catch Rangers whatsoever. But Tommy Wright, credit to him, he's done a terrific job, and they absolutely deserve to be in Europe next season. So, Hearts and Partick Thistle. Um, Hearts through two each with Partick Thistle at Tynecastle. John James, points dropped yet again for Hearts. What were your thoughts? I think Partick, it's a better point for Partick than it is for Hearts. I think Hearts... I felt as though um, Partick Thistle were quite unfortunate not to take all three points. They They had some great chances. The ten men, they still only won one. Yeah, see, exactly. See when the red card happened, uh, before Mm. we go into that, do you think it was a red card? It was his second yellow, wasn't it? Yeah, it was his second yellow. Yeah. I mean, if you... I would say so as well. The way he's... if you send him off, you see the, if, those kind of decisions given and not given all the if time. You but send, if you give him a straight red, I'd be like, hmm, no, it's, no, not, it's, it's not a straight red. But the way he's positioned himself, it's a second yellow and you're getting sent off. But yeah, I feel as though the game changed right after that. The, the, for, the, yeah, the first half, the first half was a very dull, dull affair. But the second half, you got, you got, I think you got four, four goals, a sending off, and it was quite an entertaining game to watch. And but Hearts defending, oh my god, <laughs> Hearts defence is a, oh, atrocious. Hearts defending, they were all over the place, and Ian Cathro needs to sort that out as soon as possible. Because honestly, see for the first goal, who who was on Chris Doolan? Nobody was know. on him. Oh, the defending for both goals. See both of Party Thistle's goals. The defending was deplorable, and Hearts I thought were very fortunate to get a point. Granted, um, Hearts scored about, well, sorry, Hearts had about 26 shots, mm. but then again though, like if that, short, yeah, if exactly. Short, if your shots aren't troubling the keeper, it's exactly, doesn't mean anything. I know, I know. Yeah. And I've seen Ian Caffro was saying in his post-match interview that Hearts dominated, mm. and I'm like, I need to disagree with you there, Ian, because Thistle were the better team. Over at, and then, obviously, towards the end of the game, Thistle were winning 2-1, and then Hearts nicked it. And that's two. Like Ian Caffrey's only won two games in eleven. I know we try and stay away from Ian Caffrey's, <laughs> and but it's hard not to. Two wins in eleven. It's not good enough, is I, it? I'm, I see. I would say I'm old school in the say the way you are, you are, you're to build a team, and I think Hearts are lacking two Sc- two Scottish or even in English speaking centre backs. Like you need a strong spine straight through the team. You need two midfielders who are going to fly into the chat, are going to fly into the tackles, they're going to boss the play. You need a striker. I see, I would accept Conchalvis. Hearts are crying out for that. The Hearts are crying out for I that kind of midfielder and just sticks his foot in who's a leader. Would, Hearts haven't got a leader. I would accept Conchalvis up front because I think he puts himself about and I think he does a job for Hearts and I think he could do a job for Hearts. He had a great chance towards the end and he yeah. just totally bottled it. I mean, Clean through and he's straight to keep up, no power on it is whatsoever. There f- is there too many foreign players at Hearts? Oh yeah, I mean, without question. I mean, when Struna scored that goal for Hearts to equal up, that's their eleventh. That's their eleventh goal scored by a different nationality, and out throughout the whole season. That's effectively eleven players to build a. That could build a whole team. There's eleven different players mm-hmm. in every position, and I, I don't think it works in a league like Scotland. I think mean, Scotland, you need to have players that know, know the game. I mean, England. You've seen it in England. English players are drowned by foreign players now, and it's that it's affecting the league. I mean, in Scotland, you need you need players that know the in and out. You need that experience, and I don't think Hearts have that. No, they don't. Not at all. And see if Devine didn't get sent off. 
Um, I would have said that. They, uh, obviously, Party Thistle would have went on and won that game. If Thistle never got that sending off, they would have went on and comfortably won that game. So what do you think? Do you think Party Thistle can overtake Hearts? I'm going to say, now I'm going on record, they will. Party Thistle will overtake Hearts. Party Thistle are more likely to pick up points off of Aberdeen, Rangers, St. Johnson than what Hearts are. I think yeah. though they are more likely to do it than what Hearts are. I think Hearts could easily lose no all their games. No disrespect to Hearts here, right? But even though how bad Rangers are right now, I think Hearts are. I mean, we need Rangers still need to play Hearts. Aberdeen still need to play Hearts, mm-hmm. and I think St Johnson still need to play them. Am I right? Yes. I think Hearts are at least I believe, a guaranteed three points. I believe Hearts play Celtic on the final day. Is it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's their final game. Yeah, Hearts are. I guarantee three points in my opinion. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But not good enough. It is it's not good enough from Hearts and Ian Caffer, of course, we said it before, we need to write this write this season off. That's what Hearts fans need to do. Need to write this season off, give Ian Caffer the summer, and then wait and see what happens after that. Yeah. So to end the show, um, we're going to preview this weekend's premiership fixtures. Um, Inverness versus Hamilton what's your score prediction John James again even though I horrifically predicted it wrong last week I think Inverness are going to sneak it against Hamilton I think they're going to beat them at home and I think Hamilton are going to be dragged much closer to Inverness and I think Inverness are going to sneak it 2-1 I'm going to say the same scoreline but different teams I'm saying Hamilton will win 2-1 that's what I'm saying. Um, Celtic versus St. Johnson. Um, Celtic 2-0. Celtic 2-0, easily. Um, Celtic uh, 3-1. Celtic 3-1. Um, Kamarnock versus Dundee. Showpiece game the weekend. <laughs> to give these two teams high praise. Um, I'm going to say... Entertaining entertaining 1-1 draw. I'm saying 1-1 as well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want either of those teams to lose. Um, big game for Motherwell this weekend. Huge for the well. Mullerwell versus Ross County. Based on what I saw from the weekend, I think Ross County are stronger than Mullerwell. And I think Ross County are going to comfortably win 2 0. I'm saying 3 0, Ross County. It's a bold. It's bold. It is. Um, Party Thistle versus Rangers. Mm, Fur Hill, isn't it? Yep. Struggled <laughs> there last time, so we did at Fur Hill. Maybe I felt as though we were very lucky to beat Thistle. See, but I, 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 I promised you that I would go and make an, a more in-depth prediction on this game. Party Thistle will be 1-0 up at half-time. Rangers will make two or three substitutions at half-time. And the score will finish 1-1. My prediction is, of course, we need to see a reaction. I said that last week, mate. God, could go we didn't get that whatsoever that weekend there. It could so, go the opposite way, though. It could, it could very well dishearten your players. Um. Imparted on. I just want a reaction. I just want us to win a game right now. <laughs> so I'm going to say, I think the players will be up for it. I think because they'll be getting bad mouth in the press of the fans all week, right? It's been really extreme. So I'm going to say Rangers will win 1 0. <laughs> it's all about just getting that three points. And to finish off, Hearts versus Aberdeen. And I'm I'll be there. Um, I'll be at Tin Castle. I'm going to say it'll be. 2-1 Aberdeen. I think we're just gonna, I think we're gonna do very much similar to what we've done at Pretoria, but we're just gonna control the game and I think we're gonna win 2 0 again. Because <sighs> it's if you t- <laughs> if Hearts lose again 
pressure just only but see every time they drop points the pressure just mounts and mounts and mounts on Ian Caffrell and see at Tynecastle at the weekend there was lots of empty seats they're not behind them at all and but again Aberdeen, Aberdeen fans have sold out their allocation for Tynecastle as many as many fans do I think Aberdeen fans are probably going to be more vocal in this game than what the Hearts fans are I don't think they're behind their team at all no, I don't think they are at all. I think at the start the the fans were obviously really behind Ian Caffrell, but now they're just kind of they've lost, they're disenchanted now with Ian mm. Caffrell. They are. So John James, that's all we've got time for. Thank you very much for being the for show. Week. Of course, but and coming. we'll come again live next week. Of course, as always. So until next time, guys, uh, we will see you soon. <laughs>